to Dear Legal Ops, the podcast tackling tough topics impacting today's evolving legal operations community anonymously. This podcast is made for and by the Legal Ops community. So grab that glass of wine and get comfy as we share stories from the Legal Ops community aimed at digging deeper to find and release your inner brilliance, personally and professionally. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Legal Ops. I'm your host, Tom Stevenson. Today, we're exploring the vast seas of change, potential, and even some trepidation that comes with transforming from a big fish in a big pond to steering the ship in a smaller startup. In our letter today, we're navigating the currents of career transition, delving into its complexities for those in the legal industry, and drawing parallels to the daunting yet thrilling shift from a large corporation to a superb startup. But fasten your life vests because we're not just skimming the surface of job roles and responsibilities. We're getting into our non-combustible submersive device to understand the rewards of stepping outside of your comfort zone, both in and out of the workplace. In season two, we continue to spotlight the fearless pioneers in our in-house legal ops and legal tech landscape, bringing you the insights from the ground zero of this transformative wave. And who better to sail on these ships with us than our very special guest for today's episode, Angela Mendenhall, Senior Manager of Legal Operations at Convoy. Angela has spent a decade in legal ops, pioneering and innovating even when the field was still finding its name. From law clerk to saving companies hundreds of thousands of dollars with strategic changes, and speaking on that clock Legal Ops 101 panel this year, which she did an incredible job on, Angela certainly got a lot of valuable pearls of wisdom to share. But beyond her professional achievements, Angela's also a treasured friend. We first crossed paths at conferences, eventually transcending the professional realm to share meals, stories, and one or two laughters. From those industry events to casual dinners, She's been an ally, mentor, and friend. And your fashion barista persona, ma'am, you know I've been loving more than your passion and expertise for legal ops, but your sense of style for a while now. So please, House of Dear Legal Ops listeners, sit back, pour yourself a glass of wine, and let's dive into our letter with Angela, where we bridge the gap between the voices behind the letters and the vibrant community surrounding us. But first, grab that glass and get comfy as we dig deeper into Dear Legal Ops. Our letter today comes from Doubtful Dory, who's contemplating a significant career stream change. Our fantastic adventurer writes, Dear Legal Ops, I find myself floundering in a sea of opportunity and uncertainty. As a well-established legal ops leader in a global ocean, I've been offered the chance to make a splash leading the legal ops function at a new startup. Yet, the idea of navigating the uncharted waters of a smaller pond has me afraid of getting caught in the undertow. Can you help me understand how this is not diving down into a dangerous abyss, but leaping upstream towards a waterfall of growth and success? Oh, Dory, When life gets you down, you know what you got to do? Just keep swimming. 
As someone who took adult swim lessons much later in life, thanks to floundering in Lake Michigan during a triathlon, true story, I was drowning as I was getting a triathlon started because you do the swim first and then the bike and then the run. And I thought, well, anyone can swim and definitely did not train. So my friends took photos of me trying this triathlon swim and put very (laughs) looking objects in my mouth as I was leaping up out of the air. Because it turns out when you swim, you don't leap up to take a breath. You actually like turn to the left or the right. And I was jumping up all free willy style. So as somebody who has floundered in Lake Michigan, you're dying over here, aren't you? Um, All of it. All of it, right. Yes, yes. You didn't Triathlons, think to train for swimming. floundering, we're doing it all here. But yeah. y'all, today, joining the Dear Legal Ops studio is someone who's not afraid to also dive into that unexpected waters headfirst, Angela Mendenhall, Senior Legal Operations Manager at Convoy. Angela, it's such a joy to have you with us today and to go on that wonderful intro together. So can you tell us kind of what makes you such a unique voice in this community and specifically how we can help our fantastic adventurer just keep swimming. Hi, thanks for having me, Tom. Uh, That was, what an intro. (laughs) Uh, Got lots of other questions, but we can go into those later. So many other questions. Yeah. I think my unique voice definitely comes from being authentic. And I've talked a lot about this this year on some LinkedIn posts, in person, at conferences. And I think... That is one of the key areas that I've tried to embrace, good or bad. So I think probably I rub some people the wrong way and they are not down for my authenticity and others can laugh along with me or at me and embrace that. What's really interesting about talking about authenticity and I think where we see a lot of these letters when it comes to the career trajectory and career path is trying to discern whether or not an opportunity is right for you because everyone has this dynamic and different personality. Some people are wanting to be surrounded by hundreds of people in a work environment. Some people are maybe a little bit more shy, a little bit more quiet, and so they thrive in that startup environment. So how did you determine which career opportunity was best for you? Or more importantly, how did you decide which one to say yes to in a sea of everything? I'll admit, I always thought I wanted to work at the big five or six, the Metas, Apples, Facebooks, Googles, Microsofts, Amazons of the world. That definitely... I thought that's where you had made it. And I feel like that's the way Dory is feeling as she's contemplating these next steps in her career. And as I applied for those jobs, those types of roles, and read their job descriptions, met with hiring managers, I realized that my role would be very small in some of those areas. You were doing one task really, really well, but that's it. There was no room to really expand outside that because they had other people doing all of those other things. And I didn't feel like where I was at in my career, and this again also sounds like, Dory, that 
that would lead to more opportunities and more learning experiences for me and to take ownership of some of my work and actually make an impact. I wanted to lead and create and build things. And a lot of those big companies already have that in place. So tell me about your journey then, because did you realize that you didn't want to be part of the largest pond when you were at Impossible Foods? But maybe we should like stop up this disco train and back it up a beep a second, right? And tell our listeners and tell Dory kind of your career journey along the way, right? Because you're now senior manager of legal ops at Convoy. You were running the dog and pony show at Impossible. But what were you doing before that? Like, what did life look like before those two dynamic and unique opportunities? So before those two opportunities, life looked like graduating law school in 2010 in one of the worst economies that we had seen. There were no jobs. There was no legal. (laughs) There was no jobs. I got married that year as well, right after law school, had a stepson, and I wanted to be a mom. And I figured with my stepson, I was already on a kid's schedule. We had to do school and all of that type of stuff. I wanted to start that that mom journey for myself and we chose to have kids, which for women definitely puts a damper on your career. And it didn't set my husband back at all in what he wanted to do, but it definitely limited me. So by the time my kids were old enough to think about going back, I had limited opportunities. I'd been out of the job market. I went to law school in Denver, but was trying to find jobs in California. Didn't have a ton of connections or people. Didn't know anybody else that had gone to law school, things like that. When I started looking, I realized I needed to start, get my foot in somewhere. So I took a job as a file clerk for a law firm. I was a paralegal. I filled in for other paralegals, maternity leaves, things like that in order to get my foot in the door. Where have we heard this before, right? You get your foot in the door, you start somewhere and you just keep knocking and knocking and knocking, right? And that's what I did. And so I worked my way up from a handful of random positions here and there, learning as I went. And I didn't know that legal ops was what I wanted to do. I thought I was going to take the bar and be a lawyer or... I was going to head down this paralegal path, you know, while my kids were small still. And it wasn't until Impossible that I even learned what legal ops was or that it was a thing. So you went from kind of traversing the career playground, jumping up and down, left and right, as David Cowan says, on the career jungle gym. Oh, yeah. It was a jungle gym. I felt the same way when I went from large law firm in Chicago, which that's an environment, but heading into a teledoc, right? In the middle of the of the pandemic. Or, I mean, you were at Impossible in the height of the alternative meat movement, right? And myself, I was like, ooh, loving these options here. I'm sure that you saw just rapid growth, rapid expansion. So when you get to the seat at Impossible, what was it like? What was it like at the beginning and the end? Because I can imagine a little bit different, right? So I started Impossible with 250 total employees. So I loved how you described Impossible as this big global company, when in reality, I still think of it as very much a startup. Oh, okay. I don't see myself as as have coming from a big global company and going to a smaller startup. Honestly, size-wise, everything like that, Convoy and Impossible are actually really similar. 
but the names are very different. So globally, people do know what impossible is unless you get to the middle of the United States and then people don't know what that is, but that's different. Well, they don't know a lot of things. Anyways, (laughs) so I started Impossible 250 employees, the fifth person on the legal team as the only support staff. And I was classified as a senior corporate paralegal when I started. And I'll just jump ahead and say, I ended as a senior corporate paralegal was my official title. This episode is made possible by our sponsor, Legal.io. Legal.io is the fastest growing community and marketplace for legal talent. Legal.io connects legal professionals to resources and opportunities at the world's leading in-house departments and firms. Legal.io is the launchpad for legal careers, matching legal ops professionals, attorneys, paralegals, and so many other legal professionals at some of the world's most exciting companies. With a level of precision that only a data-driven, vertical-specific marketplace can provide. Supported by significant investors like Tiger Global, Legal.io is redefining the legal workspace. If you want to learn about the enterprise marketplace solution for legal talent, access salary surveys with compensation data as unique as you, and join their vibrant in-house legal community, visit www.legal.io. That's L-E-G-A-L. Io. Legal.io, your gateway to a global legal talent marketplace designed with the legal operations community in mind. Okay, so now I'm starting to understand. So you were at Impossible for a while. You were accomplishing great things. I know we had had conversations before about our favorite three-letter word, CLM, and other initiatives, and just what do you pick, what's best, having conversations on the conference circuit, going to dinner together, texting each other. Then you made the leap to what is now Convoy. So in the startup world, what I have learned, and I think what we've hoped to shed light more on here with our listeners, and Dory, this is where you want to lean in a little bit more and listen up, is... In the startup world, every single person counts. So what's your favorite small piece, big picture moment that finally clicked for you to go, I'm not getting that here at Impossible anymore and I need to find something else? For me, it really came down to kind of that title and what did I get ownership of? So Mm. I didn't make the decisions. I implemented CLM and other tech platforms. I owned them completely, but every major decision about them wasn't made and decided by me. And that was the same with a variety of other things, budget-wise, conferences that I could attend or not attend, or things that I could speak on or not speak on. None of those decisions were made by me. There was other people in that role making those decisions of what those highest priorities were. Yeah, because... The power of individual contribution is so impactful, but it could be less realized when you're at these large mammoth companies, right? Even though I was at Credit Karma, you know, director legal ops in a de facto chief of staff role, there was only so much I could even do because we were part of a corporation that actually rolled up into the Intuit suite of products. And so likewise, it was 
maybe we would make decisions within our leadership team or with my CLO on what we would be doing for Credit Karma, but that may not fall in line with Intuits. And so even when you think you're in this mammoth of an ocean, might not, there may be some other boats and some other waters that you have to traverse to be able to finally get what you want. And if you don't take that on your own and you don't take that first step, you may never reach it. So for Dory that's out there and some of our listeners, I think I just want to emphasize that you can have an individual contribution that can be powerful in these startup environments and understanding that the rewards of stepping outside of your comfort zone and taking on these new challenging roles, it's so worth it if you're at that point, if you're at that crossroads. So one of our final questions, Angela, that I want to be able to arm Dory with and our listeners is, if someone is on the fence about joining a startup, you know, it could be fears of being overwhelmed or not having the support or the title or the staff to help with initiatives, what would you say to Dory and our listeners to reassure them the value of their individual contribution? I think for Dory and definitely our other listeners, it's really important, again, to bring it back to that authenticity of who you are and what you want. Some people, like you said, thrive in those large environments and they like doing, they like knowing that their piece of the pie is consistent. It's the same every week and they are helping this broader mission or these broader initiatives And some people like the diversity of having a different type of pie every week. And they want to see what they can stretch and do. And so at Startup Life, it's really about a different piece of pie every week. One week you're asking about CLM. The next week you're implementing a claim system and you don't know what claims or marketing language even is. And you're going back and forth and you're owning products that maybe other team should own like a company-wide DocuSign or things like that. Because at Startup World, you just have to take all that on. And if you're the best person for it, that's on you. At some of these other places, you're not going to get that flexibility. There's going to be process and policies in place and you're going to get your same consistent piece of pie every week. I don't know why I related it to pie. Oh, because it's almost lunchtime and I think that we're hungry. Also, As we were talking about before we kind of started recording this episode, our love for Taylor Swift, right? And there's that line that goes, I make the moves up as I go, and that's what they don't know. I'm hearing this resonate a lot with you. I mean, plus you got that fun little shake it off. So first, have you heard the new T-Swift music? Of course I have. And what are your thoughts here? I love it. I love that she changed some of her lyrics. I love that she evolves. I love that she, at a 19-year-old self, can see that, you know what? At my 33-year-old self, I'm I'm not about that anymore. Like, yeah, that's the way my 19-year-old self felt. And you can hear that. You can go hear the recording of those lyrics everywhere. But at 33, I'm a different person. And I think we all grow. And at some points in your career, you might just want a consistent piece of pie. I feel like as I get later in life, that's going to just be like, I'm just going to simplify. Like I want, I just want to know the one thing I'm doing every week and that's easy. But right now I'm still very much of, I want to try it all. I want to see all the different things that I can do. And I really want to figure out, is there something that I really want to just focus on? Yes. 
I'm a back to December person. Like, give it to me. I want to reminisce about what went right, what went wrong. And where I am in my own career right now is this, I've had the large mammoth Fortune 500, Fortune 15 experiences. I've had the smaller law firm environments. I'm somewhere in between, right? I want to be able to have room to grow, but at the same time, drive the ship and steer it in a way that feels both actionable and that my individual contribution is powerful. Last but not least, before we leave our listeners and Dory with a little bit of career advice, tell me about the next vacation you're really looking forward to. It's really hard because I have not... I just got done with a massive vacation. We did three weeks in Italy in April. You were showing me all the photos and I was so jealous because it hasn't gotten warm yet here in San Francisco. Yep. Yep. So that was just like two months ago for us. And that was a year in the planning. So I don't have another big trip planned. But top of my bucket list for a little weekender is I want to go down to a friend's Palm Springs motel. It's called the Trixie Motel. It has been top of my list. I follow the Instagram. It is amazing. And I want to go just stay down there. And if you had not injured yourself, that's where we should be going for three days to get okay, some we'll warmth talk about and away from quick. all the fog. To your point, if you hadn't injured yourself. So dear House of Legal Ops listeners, I was playing kickball after our last episode with Kyle Kelly on Generative AI. If y'all haven't checked it out yet, literally was released last week. And I thought, I'm going to expand my LGBT intramural athletics and switch over and play kickball. Now, I had played kickball before when I was in Chicago, so I'm no stranger to it. We've had some fun names before. And... Yesterday was my first game, show up, first kick, kick it, run to first base. And in true Tom Stevenson fashion here, my body gets ahead of my feet and I fracture my clavicle. You're right, fractured my clavicle. So we're sitting here on this lovely show today with a fractured clavicle. And I also cannot wait to head down to Trixie Motel. So Allison, if you're hearing this, Angela and I are coming. We may bring the microphone as well too. Maybe we'll do a little episode from the Trixie Motel in Palm Springs. That could be fun as well. Angela, thank you so much. Thank you for helping Dory find some inspiration to find their passion, the power of individual contribution, and just making a mindset shift, knowing that your own personal and professional development can vary much like Taylor Swift and her music choices. So... Cannot wait to see you again soon. And uh, thank you so much for coming on our episode today. Thank you for having me. We're entering a phase where opportunities often lie in unexpected corners, in the very spaces where we least anticipate them. There's an expansive ocean out there with smaller startups that may not shine as brightly as larger enterprises on the surface. But Dory, Hold the promise of vast, unexplored growth potential beneath. Y'all, this isn't a step backward. Instead, think of it as a step towards more personal and professional growth, an exciting shift that requires a change in perspective. And as I was reminded again today through our incredible conversation with Angela, you know, the South Bay bubbly and bold BOSS, who has done more than make her mark in the space. Angela's taught us that even our own career journey, you know, the ones we're ultimately driving the definition of our roles, the contributions within this community, 
and the growth trajectories that we may or may not have and get paid for, they're so important as we go along this journey. It's not about the size of the boat, but the quality of the journey and the passion you bring to the voyage. Not what you thought I was going to say there, did you, you filthy legal ops animals? The role of legal ops goes way beyond ticking the boxes or just keeping things afloat. It's brimming with the opportunity to navigate an organization towards impactful transformational changes. It's about understanding that in smaller ponds, our ripples can make bigger waves where individual contributions become more tangible and more rewarding. So whether you're thinking about jumping ship or dipping your toes into the cool waters of Darien Lake, let Angela's journey inspire you. It's a reminder that our passion, voice, and courage can empower us to seize the right opportunities. The prestige of an organization does not determine the magnitude of your contribution. It can be impossible, convoy, or anything in between. Ultimately, as Angela shared, it's your commitment and dedication that truly makes the difference. Yes, it's going to take time, and there's going to be some tides that push us back. But Dory, our role within the legal operations, legal tech, or in-house landscape is not just about clocking in and clocking out. It's about understanding the human stories intertwined with it. Our courage, empathy, and values, these are the anchors that hold us steady as we navigate the ocean of legal operations. Whether you've tattooed footprints on the sand on the back of your spine, like me, or taken a literally less approach, remember, the real treasure is not just about reaching the destination. Oh no, it's much, much more. The lessons we learn, the friendships we make, and the passion we rediscover during our journey, that's the most important thing. It's about realizing that we each have the capacity to steer the ship and to make waves in our own unique way. So let's embrace these opportunities, not with a sense of trepidation, but with an understanding that these are the very waters where we'll learn over time how to make the perfect splash. And if all else fails, just keep swimming. For more Dear Legal Ops content, make sure to follow us on all social media using the handle at Dear Legal Ops. Have a tough legal ops topic you want us to tackle? Share your legal ops stories with us at dearlegalops.com slash submit for a chance to be featured on the show. Dear Legal Ops is produced by Red Rock Music. As always, I'm your host, Tom Stevenson. Until next time.